This episode contains material that one may find uncomfortable. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to this episode of Crime, the only podcast dedicated to true crime in New York's capital region. I'm your host, Jason Bullitt, whom you may remember from the Keep It To Yourself podcast, of which this podcast is an offshoot. On this week's episode, I decided to give murder a break after two weeks and delve into government conspiracies. Well, not really, but sounds kind of good, huh? Also, while the first two episodes took place in the primordial haze of time, This particular crime took place just a few short years ago, which given current affairs may as well be two decades ago. Glendon Scott Crawford and his plan to eradicate Muslims in America, if not in the capital region. In retrospect, the year 2015 was the last of the good years, not only for yours truly, but for the world as well. Brexit and an orange president with kleptomaniacal tendencies were a year or so away. My beloved hometown of Saratoga Springs was celebrating its centennial of cityhood, and yours truly took advantage of as many events as he could attend. Also in personal matters, my mom and I spent a wonderful summer's day at and on Lake George. Ah, the memories. While all that was going on, a plot was afoot in the Saratoga County town of Providence, to rid the United States of America of all those of the Muslim faith, including the then occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, Washington, D.C. It was also both the capital region's and the nation's first, and so far only, arrest in regards to a domestic terrorism law passed the previous decade, which punishes those who manufacture so-called dirty bombs, which are weapons that combine dynamite and radioactive materials and released the latter upon explosion. At the time he concocted his potential weapon of mass destruction, Glendon Scott Crawford, a father of three, had been employed at General Electric in nearby Schenectady as an industrial mechanic. However, during the primaries of the 2012 United States presidential campaign, sorry to drag politics into this, folks, Crawford found himself disenchanted with how Barack Obama had been running the show in Washington. Thus, that April, Crawford showed up at an Albany synagogue and declared his intent to build a weapon that, according to the New York Times, could help Israel kill its enemies while they slept. Looks like I dragged both domestic and international politics into this mess. Whoever was in the audience on the day clearly did not buy whatever bullshit Crawford was selling and wisely turned down his appeal for financial support. Beaten but still boldly determined, Crawford reached out to some old friends of his in the Ku Klux Klan who gladly fronted him the money thanks to a leader of a Ku Klux Klan branch in North Carolina. Or at least someone who poses such. The weapon in question was what Crawford billed as a death ray. It was a portable device with a bomb attached containing a lethal mix of dynamite and radiological chemicals, as has been discussed earlier. Once unloaded, the perpetrator would drive the bomb by remote control to a nearby mosque, run off to an area in the immediate vicinity so as not to be seen, and with the press of a button, 
An explosion would follow that was sure to bring anyone of the Muslim faith who was attending religious services at that particular time to their final destiny. However, one man cannot a weapon build. Crawford sought and got help from what would be considered a useful idiot. Eric Fate, an industrial automation engineer from Columbia County, unwittingly volunteered to construct what the former called Hiroshima on a light switch. The one defining feature of a guilty criminal is that they are smart enough to keep their plans to themselves and enact them in secret, but more often than not, and given the opportunity, they'll spout off their plans to the wrong person, and that leads them down the path to punishment. Such was what happened to Glendon Crawford in January 2013, when he laid out his plans and used the aforementioned moniker to describe his homemade weapon of mass destruction to a federal informant. Obviously, the FBI got wind of this case. Crawford's death rate of vice ended up not being built as the feds raided his home in the rolling hills of Saratoga County. That sounds familiar. Months later, and arrested him. Fate, for his part, was also pinched after an investigation headed by the FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force from their Albany field office. Both perpetrators stood trial at the federal courthouse in Albany, but neither entered a plea and Crawford had his bail revoked. On January 22, 2014, Fate confessed in federal court to aiding and abetting Crawford in the matter and was sentenced to almost two years later to 97 months. That's one month plus eight years, gang. In federal prison and as of recording, is halfway through his sentence at the Federal Corrections Complex in Allenwood, Pennsylvania. He would have gotten a sentence almost twice as long. He is slated to be released sometime this year, even with the current COVID-19 pandemic. In August 2015, Crawford stood on trial at the very same federal courthouse, the same place at which I served jury duty years earlier. The trial only lasted for one week, after which jurors watched roughly seven hours worth of surveillance footage wherein Crawford enthusiastically and gleefully talked about hitting up not just mosques, but the New York State Executive Mansion, local institutions such as the Masjid As-Salam Mosque, there are two central figures who were arrested themselves for different charges years earlier, we'll discuss them in a future episode, and even the White House, which would justify his hatred for Obama. When given the chance to speak prior to his sentencing, Crawford tried to convince the Honorable Gary Sharp, presiding judge in this trial, to spare him rotting away in federal lockup by citing the fall of the Soviet Union, what the Albany Times Union described as several federal codes of law, and even the laws of physics concerning x-rays. Frustrated by all this monologue, Sharp considered a life sentence for Crawford at the behest of the prosecution. Assistant U.S. Attorneys Richard Bellis and Stephen Green, but Sharp opted instead to hand down a sentence of 30 years in federal prison, and not before expressing his disgust with Crawford, the civil but still no uncertain terms. Thus, Crawford was convicted of making a fatal weapon that had the potential to deal death, but was impossible in its creation. Oh, the hubris. 
To finally put a bow on all this, it was the only time in recent history that a person was charged and convicted under the controversial USA Patriot Act of 2001, specifically the part that describes providing material support to terrorists. Speaking of that term, we'll get out by mentioning an article by Trevor Aronson of The Intercept, which was cited a good deal in writing this episode's script. Aronson stated that Mary McCord, the Interim Assistant Attorney General at the National Security Division of the U.S. Department of Justice, missed an ideal opportunity, in Aronson's words, to label Crawford a terrorist. McCord defended this supposed gaffe by her avoidance to prejudice a federal jury, and at the end, recanted her mistake. Thank you for listening to this episode of Crime, the Capital Region's first and only true crime podcast. If you like what you've heard, give both this and the usually more lighthearted Keep It To Yourself podcast a five-star rating and a good write-up on Apple Podcasts. You can also download and subscribe to this podcast there as well as on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the platform of your choosing. And speaking of the aforementioned Kitty Pod, keep your ear holes peeled for the 100th episode slash three-year anniversary spectacular, which will be taking place via Zoom sometime in the coming weeks. Thanks as ever again for listening. Please be safe out there. And talk to you soon. Bye-bye. It was also the first and so far only time that both in the... It was also both the capital regions and the nation's first arrest, and so far only arrest, in regards to a domestic terrorism law passed the previous decade, which punishes...